Okay, let's check in with Congressman Rondi Davis this morning. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? Good. Glad to have you with us today. I guess you pulled everything off out at Parkland College the other night. Tell us a little bit about that. That's good. Great time. I'm really glad. uh, You know, we got a lot of state issues answered, a lot of our federal issues answered. Um, You know, we had a similar event in Decatur a couple of weeks ago, and that was very successful, too. Well, you you had the one in Decatur. You had some imports in from Champaign-Urbana. They showed up in force the other night. I, I think what a lot of people picked up from this is just kind of the rudeness of some of the <laughs> constituents in this area. But uh, you got your points across, I thought. Well, thanks. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, politics has become somewhat of a contact sport when it comes to events. And, you know, many of the folks that I've seen that I saw out in the crowd, uh, you know, they're folks that I've met with in our Springfield office hours, our Bloomington office hours, our Champaign office hours, uh, met with them, you know, one-on-one over the years. And, and that's okay. Good. I'm glad. I want them to come out. I want them to be there. Uh, this was an opportunity for the entire community to come out to Parkland, just like it was at, at uh, Richland Community College a few weeks ago. We had a few more come out in Decatur at our Decatur event than we did in in, uh, Champaign-Urbana the other day. But overall, you know, having a few hundred people come in, only a few of them are going to be rude. I'd say the overwhelming majority of all the constituents that were at both events were very respectful and wanted to hear discussion. Well, you know, the Gazette ran a story the following day where they uh, took some of your facts and figures and and normally they kind of take them apart, but they said, no, basically what he was saying was the truth. Now, how you interpret them may be a little different, but by the same token, he's pretty much saying the way it is. Well, I, you know, as, as a public official, I, I, I like to think everything I say is 100% accurate. <laughs> and I'm, I'm certainly glad that the, uh, the newspaper decided to, uh, number one, have some doubts about that, and number two, uh, my facts prove them wrong. What's uh, going to happen in Washington this fall? What's uh, What are some of your predictions? Well, the number one issue we can address when we get back is the passage of the USMCA. And I said that the other night at Parkland, uh, much to the chagrin of some of the folks who were in the room, uh, but much to the support of some of the folks who were in the room, because I, I recognize them as, as leaders in our agricultural communities around central Illinois. Uh, this is so important to our economy to continue to keep our economy growing and unemployment at historic low rates and it's essential for our farmers and our manufacturers uh, Canada and Mexico makes up 40 percent of Illinois uh, exports and that has to be addressed uh, we've got to update the current NAFTA I certainly don't want the Trump administration to pull out of the current NAFTA and Democrats just need to put this bill on the floor in the House I think it'll pass overwhelmingly, David. And I think it opens up the floodgates for bilateral agreements. And as long as the USMCA is being held up by Speaker Pelosi, it gives China leverage in bilateral negotiations to not do anything with the United States. Because if we can't pass this one through the U.S. House, how in the world can and how in the world does China expect them to pass a? How do they expect us to pass a bilateral agreement with China? which will have much more 
of a, a problem going through the House and USMCA. Well, Speaker Pelosi seems to have a lot of trouble with it, and she will regularly tick off all the things that she see, sees as wrong with it. But we have to look at the fact that Mexico has already ratified it, Canada pretty close to it, and the U.S., uh, we're not even close yet. Well, we're close. She just needs to schedule for a vote. She knows if she puts it on the floor, it'll it'll pass overwhelmingly. Uh, the problem Speaker Pelosi has is the same problem, problem Senator Durbin has. They, they know that we get an up or down vote on trade agreements. We don't get to go in and reopen it and debate it, hash it out, and change it in Congress. That's the Those are the provisions that they both voted for years ago, and they voted for recent, as recently as a few years ago uh, with me when we were in the majority. And, you know, many of the problems they may have, my question to them is, they've been in Congress since I've been ele- in elementary school. Why didn't they fix it with the first NAFTA? Why are they, we've got better worker protection standards in this new NAFTA, promises that, that were delivered by this administration and pushed by Democrats for years. And as a matter of fact, this bill will actually be better than the NAFTA that both of them, I believe, supported uh, a couple of decades ago. This should be an easy one for Speaker Pelosi. An well, easy one. I think the, making it hard. I think the fact that President Trump is behind it is the big problem, isn't it? 100%. I answered that question the other night in Parkland. What's holding it up is 100% pure partisan politics. They do not want to give President Trump a win before the 2020 election. Well, I, from what I'm seeing from the Democratic Party right now, they've still got uh, 10 people who are going to make the debate, it looks like. So they've still got a long way to go. Some of the one percenters are starting to drop out of the race. But uh, President Trump, at this point, no matter how much you uh, pound on him, looks to me like he has an advantage at this point. You know, if you look at the electoral map, he's got to win Wisconsin. He's got to win Pennsylvania. And he's got to win a Michigan. If he wins one of those and holds the rest of the states that he won the last time, he wins uh, re-election again, which is why you're going to see so much focus here in the Midwest. But when you look at the Democrats running for president right now, Dave, they're, they're not catering to the Midwest. They're actually moving further and further to the left, which appeases the far left voters in the coastal areas. And, you know, I'm not saying there aren't any far left Democrats uh, in the Midwest, because uh, a good number of them showed up the other night in Parkland. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, overwhelmingly, we just want common sense leadership. And, and that can be Republican or Democratic. Look at, you know, look at many folks who voted for Democrats in the last election in the state of Illinois because they, they thought they needed a change at the state level. Uh, but too many times, too many times people on both sides will overreach and the voters of the Midwest will flip back pretty quickly. Uh, there's a story out this morning that says President Trump is considering dumping Vice President Mike Pence for Nikki Haley. Have you heard anything along those lines? I love the speculation. I mean, you know, think about this. Number one, I've heard about it. You hear about it all the time. There's absolutely zero truth to it. Nikki Haley came out and said that is there's no truth to this whatsoever. Now, you know, we've we've got we've got issues where. Uh, it's so important to pass the USMCA. It's important that we reach out and, and look at how we can implement some some different uh, strategies when it comes to mass violence. 
Um, but what is frustrating to me is that it just this issue right here, uh, they're going to play this up that somehow Trump's going to dump Mike Pence. That's not going to happen, number one. But ironically, the other night, you know what never came up? Mueller. Is How that right? There was not one mention of Mueller? Not a single mention of Mueller. Not a single mention of the Russian hoax. Not a single mention of almost 35 million taxpayer dollars that were used on an investigation that amounted to nothing and crickets. So if this is the new Mueller de jour to talk about uh, Mike Pence being dunked, I think there's going to be another round of disappointment in far-left circles, Dave. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in this next uh, Democratic debate to see where they go from here, because they seem to still have a circular fire, firing squad going on. Well, they're going to. I mean, look, this is all about their own. This is all about their own presidential ambitions. They will not not attack each other. Bernie Sanders and and uh, Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris are going to continue to turn their ire on Joe Biden who they perceive as a front runner. I don't know, Joe, when you look at these individual states, you'll see him winning by large margins in nationwide polls. Those don't matter in a presidential primary and caucus season. It's all about where you are in the individual states, and momentum can change drastically. Remember, Hillary Clinton was winning the uh, nationwide polls in 2008 until Barack Obama won the Iowa caucuses, and then she couldn't catch up. And you look at last time, Kamala Harris was the was the one who everybody said nationwide had the momentum going into that second debate and uh, Tulsi Gabbard uh, just eviscerated those chances by going on the offensive against Kamala Harris that can happen in any of these debates I think those the one that will win will have the base of support like Donald Trump did that no matter what they say what they do they will never go away and I think Bernie Sanders has that base right now Dave. Well, what do you think is going to happen? You know, I heard the uh, the two uh, knucklehead guys we have doing overnights here. Uh, they were talking about this, and they said uh, Kamala Harris won't win because she has a law enforcement background. And they said once they start digging into that, there won't be any end to it. I don't know who the two knuckleheads you're talking about on overnight are, but uh, that's what Tulsi Gabbard lit into. Mm-hmm. Uh when it came to Kamala Harris, you know, Kamala is trying to play to the left. And Senator Harris uh, was reminded by uh, Congresswoman Gabbard that while she was a district attorney, she sent many young, many young people to jail for petty drug offenses. And she needs to she needs to answer to that. Uh, and that's why I think I think they're right. They're they're going. She will not. I don't think she's going to be able to recover from what Tulsi Gabbard questioned her about in the last in the last debate. I don't think she will at all. Yeah, those were the two guys on Red Eye Radio, by the way, and I hear them frequently when I'm coming into work in the morning, so that's what was going on there. <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, well, keep in mind, too, Kamala Harris, Senator Harris, has, has introduced in the last month three different health care plans. That doesn't help your chances either. No. All right, Congressman Rodney Davis, we got some big farm shows coming up. We've got the Half Century of Progress starting in Rantoul today. We've got Farm Progress starting in Decatur on Tuesday. So we got a pretty busy schedule around here. You know, that's, that's awesome to see. Come down to uh, Farm Progress show next week in Decatur. Sonny Purdue's coming. All right, sounds good. 
All right, Congressman Randy Davis, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dick. Take care. Uh, okay.